Welcome to On the Up and Up. I'm your host, Kira LaForgia, and every week I'm bringing you behind the scenes of running a successful business. Join me while we laugh, learn, and connect on mostly HR inappropriate topics with successful founders, diverse leaders, and kick-ass employees. It's true, your HR lady may have fired your bestie or made you sign a love contract, but we also have all the hot gossip that will make you better at your job. Whether you're on your way up the corporate ladder, are a fellow HR villain, or are building a culture as a rising entrepreneur. This is going to be juicy. So I think that me, along with many other professional people that have been through therapy, will agree that boundaries are often some of the most powerful and also the most commonly misused tools when it comes to not only managing our own personal relationships with others, but or work relationships with others, but also with ourselves. And so in you all get to benefit from my years in therapy to understand the the power that comes with really getting to the core of how boundaries can help to launch your leadership style into better productivity, more less more passive leadership, meaning that you're not having to attend to the impact of your management and leadership style all the time. It just comes along with building relationships and setting expectations. Um, and also just in general, how to roll in all the topics that we've been talking about on this podcast about management into some tangible and physical manifestations of what we need to get from our team members in order for our business to be profitable while still not losing our minds. Um, And I think that one thing that as women we do often is we put so much accountability on ourselves as leaders that we forget that we can ask for a lot more from our team members or on the flip side of that, we don't have to give every single ounce of everything we have in order to get a good result, to be a good friend, to be a good boss, to be a good coworker. And I think that's really hard to learn, especially as many of us have grown up knowing or believing that being in service to everyone around us is our purpose in life as a woman. So if whether you're a man or a woman or a new leader or a seasoned professional, there's so much to be learned about boundaries. And um, throughout the discussion of this with a lot of new managers over coaching and teaching our programs and coaching and teaching new leaders to step into their own strengths, boundaries have kind of created the path to which our leaders can do that. And so One of the key differences I want to point out in being a leader and being led is the intentional creation of our own space to be successful. So going outside of the tasks that need to be done every day and going outside the projects that need to be done, the the things that we need to build, um, the launches we need to succeed in, the sales we need to make, and understanding that truly leading is creating a space in which we can show up and be successful for all of those seemingly massive things. Our number one responsibility is to create space for ourselves and for our team to get to those big goals. And I think sometimes as leaders, especially 
as newer leaders, we think the biggest goal we have is that next launch or that next project or that next finish line when really the biggest thing that we need to be focusing on is intentionally created space in order to lend itself to success in the long term. And for example, the average team leader spends three hours a day handling unforeseen issues with their team. When we have CEOs that are hiring for the first time and they're putting together training for the first time and developing team members for the first time, there are very few scenarios in which there is a understanding across the board of how that energy exchange works. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But when we're bringing new people into our team or bringing them into our new orbit, we have to have radical accountability for the environment in which they're coming into in order to be successful until they can take that and run with it and be successful for themselves. But people are showing up and they're ready to be led, which means that if our team members don't have a solid set of expectations and boundaries in which where they live, not only in their communication with you, but within their jobs, then they're, we're not creating a space where they can be successful. So especially as you're becoming a leader on your team, I want to give you this permission because I've noticed it happening a lot. We um, Once we out offsource things to other people, we train other people to do them, we bring people into our team, we start really stepping into that leadership mode. We think that we have to fill up that space with other things. And we forget that having a team is something that requires energy and attention, not as much energy and attention as you would use for other examples. Like if, for example, you are hiring a person to come onto your team, let's say you own a copywriting agency and you're hiring a copywriter to come onto your team and they're going to work 40 hours a week or so, you are not now exchanging that time for 40 hours of new work that you have to do. (laughs) You're often going to find that there's a few hours each day that you're contributing to leading that team member. And since a lot of that stuff is unforeseen, then we want to try to create as predictable as an environment as possible. And the way that we do that is through our boundaries. So I want to give you permission, like I was just about to say earlier, to give you some space to actually create white space in your business because that's how you're going to show up and be a good leader, whether it is taking a course, um, contributing in a management community, reaching out and getting consulting or advice for how to best deal with a situation, figuring out what tough tough conversations you need to be having with team members, having great, amazing, complimentary conversation with your team members. Create space because that team management stuff is what comes with white space. And that those team management um, that space that you create within your within your schedule that looks white and it looks empty is soon going to be filled up with things that you couldn't have imagined were going to be part of your day-to-day, and it's a direct investment in your team. However, that does not mean that we are at the mercy of our team every day. So our goal here today is to understand how we can use our boundaries to create the most predictable scenarios through proactive management and proactive boundary setting. So in our management course, course, we dig into this a lot further. 
and, and management foundations, but um, we have actually a whole entire module on this. <laughs> but I want you to think about boundaries in three different categories when it comes to running your business. Uh, number one is your physical boundaries. So think like an employee when you're setting your physical boundaries. Really set up when and how you're able to be reached, what days you're going to be available for, for certain types of tasks, things like that. Um, we want to make sure that those boundaries are very, very clear and set. However, when it comes to our team, we are there to ensure their safety and security. So we don't ever want them to feel afraid to reach out to us if something's going on. So most of the time, this means the degree to which something is considered an emergency is going to indicate whether or not these boundaries are permeable. So create those physical boundaries in where and how you can be reached on what days, at what times, through what means, things like that. The second is going to be your emotional boundaries. So being able to find a way to have an on-off switch when it comes to either holding space for yourself, holding space for your work, holding space for your people, whatever the case may be, we have to build up that muscle. And the first step to do that is to create the foundation on which we can create those emotional boundaries. So the simplest explanation here is to decide which topics are going to be which of which emotional topics are going to be something that you are okay talking about at work versus not okay talking about at work. So there are a lot of different types of cultures out there that are going to accept a lot of different options when it comes to um, our emotional boundaries. There are going to be managers that are really going to dig in and talk about personal stuff. There's going to be other um, situations in which there's not going to be a huge discussion about your personal issues. And it is up to you to decide what it looks and feels like in that culture. Just because you're not super comfortable going deep on certain topics doesn't mean that your team can't come and get support from you. So while there is the the goal for the emotional boundaries isn't necessarily going to be don't talk to me about stuff like that, but more so I'm here, I'm available, I'm available to talk to you to the degree in which this is an emergency or going to affect your job. That's where you set your emotional boundary. Um, I think it's really cool to be able to build these kinds of boundaries with your team members, especially in small business. Um, but keep Keep in mind, it, again, is an energy exchange. So know that you have three hours a day of unexpected stuff coming your way anyway. So if that's the case, then as you're growing and developing your team, and that's just a statistic, usually for bigger businesses, I would say that that's um, generally my experience when I have a team of managers and directors reporting to me. It's mostly um, unexpected stuff for a few hours each day. Um, but I will say that when it does come time for you to set up those boundaries, just make sure that there isn't, you're not starting out with the most flexible emotional boundaries possible and then having to scale back. It's a lot easier to loosen up a boundary than it is to um, kind of go backwards and set a boundary into a place that wasn't there before. And if you have a family or if you've been to therapy, then you know this. <laughs> uh, Experience-centered are the third boundary. Sometimes we call these self-preservation boundaries. Whatever you want to call them, they're generally evolving. Um, for example, I have a really good friend, Grace, who was on the podcast. Um, you should listen to her episode because she's so insightful and amazing, especially when it comes to people and leadership. But what she mentioned to me one time is, and, you know, considering that she just became a mom, and so this is more of a mom thing, we, I plan to become a mom in the future, is the best way to prepare for 
becoming a mom is to set your boundaries as if you already have a kid. So we can translate that over to a bunch of other stuff. Like, for example, if like the thing that worked really well in this case was Grace told me, if you like, would you really be scheduling that call at 7 p.m. your time if you had a baby? You know, things like that. And they really help to take away that guilt uh, from those that establishment of boundaries. And also it really sets a good precedent for your team to be able to set those boundaries too, which contribute to their own mentally healthy workplace. It gives them permission to not be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and I think when it comes to your own experience, really leaning into learning your leadership voice, understanding what it is that you already are comfortable with versus what you struggle with is going to be a really good way to learn to set these boundaries that are ever evolving. So again, we we know that things can evolve over time as well as our relationships with our teams. They should and can evolve over time. I have often people ask me, well, I'm sure you just don't, you are one of those people that doesn't think that we can be friends with our employees. But I have several employees that have worked for me for almost 10 years. Um, if I wasn't friends with them at this point, like that would be super weird. Like there would be something wrong. Um, so, and I think that just depends on how you define friends, but I think there is a level of trust and security that comes with being a modern leader and being a leader in this type of environment, especially when you want to create connection with people to make them feel fulfilled in their jobs when you're managing them you're going to be a little bit more vulnerable than maybe you would be if you were in person able to, you know, capitalize on creating a lot of bonding and experiences in person just through the normal day to day. Um, so thinking about a little bit more about what those triggers are and how you can show up authentically in your leadership style, thinking about your goals as a manager, your goals in, for your team, um, knowing you know, how, what role are you going to be playing in at your team's management? Will you be hiring people from within to manage them? Um, that type of stuff is super important to be clear about, especially as it's evolving, because you never want to understand the power of predictability in management. So one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, whatever type of leader you are, just be that consistently. Because if we are talking about building trust with your team, which is the key, one of the key cornerstones that come in our education and our course, you one of the ways that you do that is by showing up in the same way all the time so that you can be a cornerstone, a rock, so you can be a predictable a predictable figure in an unpredictable world. And I think that we can all just kind of take a minute and reflect and think about those people in our own lives and how when people really truly know themselves and they've invested the time and energy it takes to understand themselves and their style as a leader or even just as a as a friend or, you know, a mentor or family member or whatever, there is a really there's a really nice piece that comes with being able to lean in to the authenticity that comes with knowing yourself. And at work especially, I think that we underestimate how predictability can be such a attractive quality, especially when it comes to remote jobs where there's a lot of unpredictability all the time. So it can be really powerful to embrace that and also to understand that being predictable doesn't necessarily mean you're never changing, but there could be a part of your culture that is centered around 
um, change and new offers all the time and new tasks all the time and things like that. Um, but the and you may be even thinking, well, my business is different all the time. How can I possibly create predictability? You'd be surprised, um, especially if you're at a point in your business where you have a lot of predictability within your team and things like that then you probably can translate so many core tenants of their responsibilities and their interactions with you into a rock solid piece of predictability. And that comes from having boundaries. So even the way that you're cultivating your offers or working with clients can be a way that you are creating that consistency in your boundaries. Um, and being able to tangibly and clearly explain those boundaries throughout your experience and working with your team members can be really powerful in how they're showing up for you as well. Um, so those experience-centered are the third type of boundary. Again, sometimes we call it self-preservation, but it's just sort of those third things that really reflect who you are as an authentic person, an authentic leader, and a growing person, something that evolves over time. Um, your first two, probably your physical and emotional boundaries, probably aren't going to evolve too much. And if they are, they're more at a snail's pace where you might see a trend over the course of a long period of time. Whereas those third boundaries, you can create a situation where you can be predictable, but also embrace growth and change at a little bit more of a rapid pace than, than otherwise. Um, so Essentially, when we're talking about creating these boundaries, you can lead your team without losing your mind. Um, and the big thing is that there are solid boundaries and then there's permeability that comes with boundaries. And um, while we dive into this in our boundaries lesson in our course, there is a lot of ways that you can create an environment that lends itself to predictability so that you don't have to be reactive in emotional situations at work, physical situations at work, physical or emotional situations with your your team. So one of those ways to do that is to understand where the permeability in your boundaries lies and making sure that it's kept to a minimum um, so that you can most of the time predict when and how you're going to have to show up as a leader for your team. So adapting the permeability of your boundaries to the situations at hand and being able to call in the judgment to meet your team when they are when they need you the most or when they're most comfortable is going to be a key component of leadership and management education. So being able to show consistency in how and when you adapt your boundaries to what your team needs is going to create a solid level of trust among the support that they're getting from you. And I think in, in kind of recording this episode, it's drawing in a little bit of a question of like, how do you really tangibly describe what these are? And if you already have a team and you're listening to this, ask them. I think that that's the best way to go about it. Shoot them a message in Slack. Let me know what they say. Send me the screenshot. Hey, if you had to describe my um, my boundaries at work, what would you say they are? And that might start getting a conversation going. And if you are not sure how to approach this conversation or you're not sure what your boundaries are and there's lots of permeability mixed in, um, then make sure you're leaning on some of those work resources and those people operations resources like your employee handbook, like your company policies, things like that. And if they need to be strengthened, then obviously reach out to us. Um, but realistically, as long as you're continuously developing that leadership voice, you can change and adjust those things as you 
go. Um, For example, if you're not a super confident leader just yet, you might have a little bit more solid boundaries. But as you get more confident over time, we would hope that your team would, their answer to that question would be, yeah, you're professional, you're driven, you're straightforward, but I know that if I need something, I can come and talk to you about it. And I think that's our end, that's our end goal. Um, But if you ask your team, hey, if you need something, do you know you can come talk to me about it? Then that's a great thing to ask. But I think that that's more of a statement. Make sure that you're constantly saying that like, hey, listen, I know that I've got a lot going on. You know a little bit about my personal stuff. um, But I want to let you know that if there's ever anything you need, like, please don't hesitate to reach out. Like, I'm here to support you. And I think it's those types of things because when we hire teams, we tend to care about each other a lot. And boundaries can be hard to identify. um, But sticking with those boundaries and being able to kind of seamlessly switch back and forth without necessarily sacrificing the trust of your team would be kind of the end goal. So for the beginning, let's set those boundaries, set them strong, be clear about what you need, try to turn every situation into one that you can be proactive about. Have those conversations before they knock on your office door or ping you in Slack. Have those difficult conversations, address that friction. You know, all of that good stuff can come ahead of time. And then that way you can create a little bit more predictability in your workday and it'll help you to enforce those boundaries. Keep you in the game longer, keeping you building your business um, because it will be the diff. It's sometimes having these boundaries in place is the difference between a long-term successful entrepreneur and when it just becomes too much. So I hope to see you in our management course, um, but this is to round out our mental health awareness month, talking about lead- leading with boundaries and making sure that you are solid in your leadership voice. You can set those boundaries as a reflection of the type of culture you want to build, the type of leader you want to be, how you're showing up for your team, and most importantly, how to show up for yourself. Because if you can't set that foundation, then you can't really truly be there for anybody else. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. If you're listening to this, you've stuck with me for this entire episode. And for that, I say thank you. I hope you found as much value in this week's topic as I do. If so, be sure to follow, rate, and review on the Up and Up podcast. You'll be helping others find the fun in HR too. Follow us on social media and join us next Wednesday for your weekly dose of On the Up and Up.